Hello and welcome to Skywire's Beyond the Page, the podcast where we usually delve into the deeper side of Skysoft stories and characters. I'm your host, Daniel Andrade. Today we'll be venturing outside of the realm of Skysoft and talking to another local creative individual. This episode is a special two-part episode in which we'll be talking to someone from the world of cosplay. I'm excited to have Cassia Celeste Posey here with us today, who is the CEO and founder of the Cosplay Initiative and a co-creator of the Coslyseum event. Cassia, thank you so much for joining us here today. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. So let's get started with a basic one here. Um, just go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are, your company, and uh, this Coslyseum event that you're a part of. Uh, so let's see. Who am I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I am a Advent. Uh, I love doing charity work. I love doing things that uh, help different communities, as you pretty much should know. Mm-hmm. Um, so Coslyseum got created uh, initially by accident. Um, oh, okay. It was supposed to, yeah, it was supposed to be a charity, and then um, it was supposed to be like a one-day charity event to get people together, raise up money, and try to make that for the Lupus Foundation. That, oh, okay. That turned into emails from people going, this has to be a convention because of the name, because it's <laughs> yeah. originally just going to be called Coslyseum. It mm-hmm. wasn't even supposed to be a con. It was nothing to do with cosplay, anything like that. It was just Coslyseum. Okay. Um, and then that ventured off to going from that to, I was like, you know what? Vendors might be nice. So we got vendors. And then one vendor turned to two vendors, turned to four vendors, turned to more vendors. And wow. then that turned into people doing uh, emails and submissions for, hey, we would like to do some panels. And I was like, okay, well, let's have some panels. Yeah. And that turned into um, agencies and others hitting me up going, hey, I have a guest celebrity person. Would wow. you like to have them? And yeah. I was like, okay, I guess, sure. <laughs> so that turned into me getting people for guests and it turned into a convention Jeez. and we had 550 people on the first year and it was first one the, the venue is so small though so i was like i don't know if i can justify Stop 500 people but we did it um yeah. and that was fun and then i was like okay i didn't think that we were going to do it again mm-hmm. and then um people did ask about it later on when i got closer to the date of when we were probably going to do it again and then yeah. i was like oh my god i didn't know that y'all wanted this so I ventured into talking to a friend of mine back in Atlanta. I was like, hey, you know, just for keeping things pretty much, you know, cohesion for every year, like, mm-hmm. let's bring it to Atlanta. Let's see if we give it a shot there. Yeah. yeah. So we did that. Um, and it was it was hard to do that one just because there was some stuff going on that time for Atlanta. But um, mm. the show itself, I think, was a success because the way I look at it, if you're able to hold the show, it's a success. And a lot of good came from that show, mm-hmm. and we brought it back to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, we did uh, an event called Iron Cosplay, which is like Iron Chef meets cosplay. Okay. Uh, I give you a bunch of random items. You have an hour, no mirror, no phone, no reference, <laughs> no friends, nobody helping you. Yeah. And you have to dress yourself wow. without being able to see yourself, and you have to make these pieces and put them on. Um, you so cool. do, yeah, you do that until like the last 10, 15 minutes. And then I give you one or two mystery items and then you have to yeah. incorporate them or <laughs> you don't qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole time I'm also playing very loud music to disorient you because if I play loud music, it makes it really hard for you to talk to somebody to be like, Hey, yeah. can you help me? Yeah. Um, so that one's always maybe. fun. Mm-hmm. Obviously we have a cosplay, uh, masquerade. So the cosplay contest, we always have that. Mm-hmm. And then we have panels all geared towards cosplay. We have vendors mostly geared, geared towards cosplay, but more like nerd fandom. And then we have, uh, sense. God, what else we had, uh, this last year we had music. We had 
uh, Sky Oceanic Band, we had uh, Velveteen Band, who's like a steampunk band, and they killed it. And then we had the TNT uh, San Diego Band play, and they had me sing with them. Um, <laughs> nice. The year before that, we had a drag show. Mm-hmm. Um, all these things that incorporated to make this now a con, mm-hmm. which I think I'm stuck with. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm stuck with doing this show yes. now. Um, and then that turned into, um, I'm not going to be able to do it next year because I'm active duty. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going on deployment, which means I can't focus on making the show happen. Um, yeah. And then we're doing plans for 2020. And all of this that we do, we do our best to, after we make costs or we pay people, you know, what we owe them and whatever, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't understand is like we do this for a charity it's a charity cosplay convention we do it to raise money for so it still does do charity yeah and as much as we possibly can um i don't think we were able to donate a whole lot of money this last year because we just didn't have the attendance to make up the cost and all this other stuff okay but the year before that i think we gave uh 1200 dollars. i think the year before that we did 1500 it's been a while i can't remember but uh but yeah we've always managed to try to give something to them Um, I think we're going to change our charity for 2020. I have a couple of ideas and stuff I want to do, but I'm sure we'll get into that later. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, ultimately, it's just straight up a cosplay convention for San Diego. It is, uh, I like to call it the premier cosplay convention (laughs) in San Diego. (laughs) Yes. Um, There are other events, but they're not all cosplay-centric. People just go to them, and they just happen to cosplay. Mm -hmm. This one is you go to panels. Yeah, exactly. You go to panels that will focus on, like this last one we had one talking about how to make wings. Oh, how, wow. So and how the wings very would work, you know, very detailed, how to do 3D printing for your cosplay. Wow. Um, how to sew, how to do wigs, how yeah. to, uh, we also had a person that we call the wig doctor, who she styles and does that while you're at the con, so your wig doesn't get all messed up. Yeah. Uh, we had, uh, we have my friend Robert Lindsay, who's best known for being on Sci-Fi's Face Off. Really? He, he came down and okay. he did a Face Off panel talking about special effects makeup. Wow. Uh, I think sometimes we'll have like, we had like Power Rangers that came and they did a Power Ranger panel, mm-hmm. which is more just like a fandom panel yeah, for people that love Power Rangers because that's <laughs> huge. Yeah, um, it's a big uh, community. Exactly. Uh, we sometimes have like a, like a Star Wars steampunk universe. They'll come and talk about how to do cosplay for charity. Mm-hmm. Since it is a cosplay charity convention, this is how you can use your cosplays to go do charity work. Gotcha. So they'll talk about that. They've mm-hmm. So we've had that. We've had LGBT. We've had the mm-hmm. San Diego Imperial Court mm-hmm. come over and do an LGBT panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's all cosplay based with some little small things that change here and there. Uh, I think first year back we had a karaoke room. Mm-hmm, uh, this course. last year we got with GamerCon. They did our game room. So mm-hmm. every other year now that we do from, say, 2020 on, we're going to have GamerCon doing our game room. Yes. Um, so that helps you with retro gaming, modern gaming. We're Love trying it. to get it to the point where we can actually do, like, Fortnite or something. <laughs> yeah. That takes Wi-Fi. <laughs> Got to keep up with the trends. Yeah. Yes, we're trying. Um, I'm also trying to work with trying to get a couple of my friends because uh, I love wrestling, and uh, they throw mm-hmm. an event called Super Awesome Showdown, which okay. is, like, sci-fi fantasy story-based wow. wrestling show. I didn't show. even know that was a thing. Yes, yeah. it's a thing. And so I talked to them because it's kind of cosplay. It is. And it'd be really, really cool to see if I could figure out a way that we can incorporate having their wrestling show mm-hmm. at my show. So just keep growing and expanding. That way it keeps growing, exactly. Yeah. You'll have the gaming, you'll have the cosplay, you could see a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. And all the proceeds that you donate go to a good cause because it'll help pay the cost of the show to make the show get bigger. Um, any landing out money that we get goes back into the show anyway. And yeah. then 
whatever we have remaining goes to charity. That's awesome. So that's yeah. what we're trying to do. And I think um, we had an idea about me and my fiance and a couple of friends. We talked about maybe coming up with like a scholarship idea. Mm -hmm. Like you get a certain amount of money, but this goes towards your school. Oh, okay. Or, mm -hmm. or, or further your education and somehow. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. So we talked about trying to do that. Um, there's ideas, basically. Yeah. There's a lot of ideas, but we'll get more into that later because I know you got a lot to go over. <laughs> I got a lot of questions, but that was a lot of really fascinating information. So just out of curiosity, like how many years did it take for it to kind of expand to what it is now? Like, did it happen pretty quickly or uh, did it take like maybe two or three cons or events until it became a con. So the first so year different. went okay. Um, a lot of people were impressed because of how small it was, but how logistically sound it was for being as small as it was. And in this first one, like, did you do it all on your own or did you have like a few? I mostly did it all on my own. Okay. A lot yeah. of people like to say I'm a one woman show. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then that one was really on my own. And then I got help for the second year and that was the one that we did in Atlanta. Because um, I needed a staff over yes. there and I didn't have a staff. Yeah. Uh, we came back and then um, I got with the uh, Sci-Fi Coalition to help me as staff members. Gotcha. Um, and then so I had them come help for like a kind of like a trade initially. Like I give you a table, you help me with staffing. So they helped me with like security, work my front desk for registration and weapons mm -hmm, check mm -hmm. and things like that. And then, and then a lot of people came as vendors and the first year back because I wanted to make sure that uh, people didn't forget about us of and course, I want to make sure yeah. that we drew people in. Yeah, I did it as free by donation Okay, mm -hmm. um, I went ahead and I, I figured I'd swallow the cost and mm -hmm. we do a free by donation and It turned into we had 800 and something people show up We still made a thousand something dollars to give to the charity and this is what the second one or third that one? was the second one for San second Diego one, yeah. but so third, already. One, third one overall, but really I only I don't count the Atlanta one so much because that was kind of like a one and done right now. Okay. Um, that was like an experimental show to see if it could do something over there. Yeah, um, just to see what you guys were capable of. The exactly. Potential. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to probably get to a point where we'll just do San Diego for a while. And then mm -hmm. once we get to a certain point, then we'll build up to uh, doing maybe Atlanta or maybe New Orleans or something else again. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I had the staff guys, and then we had 800 and something people show up, which a lot of these people just know me for being in the cosplay community, because mm -hmm. uh, I usually guessed at uh, like Comic-Con Revolution, WonderCon, uh, Los yeah. Angeles Comic-Con, I did LA Cosplay Con when that was around, mm -hmm. and Long Beach a lot, I did Comic-Con a couple of years, I went to Kansas City for a couple of cons, um, but yeah, so a lot of people just knew me, so they were like, okay, cool, we kind of remember the first one, mm -hmm. and it was really weird was that... A lot of people that showed up for that free by donation were not people that all came to the first year. Mm -hmm. It was like small percentage of first years. Wow. So it was everybody else. Yeah. Everybody else showed up and it was like word of mouth. I just did stuff on Facebook. I purposely didn't go crazy on advertising because I didn't want to go so much out of the box that I ended up getting so many people that it wouldn't be justifiable with the show I'm giving you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to like hog up all the perking. <laughs> because cosplayers would do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um but yeah, so we had eight hundred and something people show up. We did that show and I was like really blown away and it was, I think oh, it had yeah. a lot to do with the space. The space allowed me to do more. Mm -hmm. Um it allowed me to build up more. And yeah, everybody loved that show so much. I mean we had some small hiccups, which happens every show. Mm -hmm. Um but it wasn't hiccups that anybody that was in attendance would have seen. 
It was okay. just literally from the staff side Not that like we saw. Not like behind the scenes sort of stuff. Right. So we, we, we fixed some of those problems, and then we did this last year. And this last year went really good. Um, the only thing that hurt us was uh, one big major con moved up by a week. Mm -hmm. So uh, for some people, that's like their Comic-Con. Oh, gotcha. Right? So, kind of so it's a big deal. Because um, it's money. It's yeah. mostly money. Yeah. And uh, so we did that. Um, and that one had like that issue. And then there was um, the weather wasn't great. It was kind of rainy. Yeah. Uh, cosplayers don't go out when it's rainy. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so we did. We, we had like little parts of where we had more people and less people. But um Overall, it was still a successful show. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, we didn't get a lot of money in the door to get to the charity, but it was enough to help pay for all the costs that we had. We did um, we did costs with uh, the band. We were able to pay the band mm -hmm. for their travel, their time, and things like that, which for me is a big deal. Like, I get that people are coming to help the charity, but I want to give you something. Yeah, of course. Right? I want to try to give you something. Yeah. Um, I had, like, the TNT band. They came, and they didn't ask for anything. They just did it as a favor. But I was like, no. I was like, y'all, I want to give y'all something. You know? Yeah. So I gave them a little bit of money. It wasn't much. Thing. It was enough for, like, gas and stuff. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, so, like, that's usually how some of the guests come down, too. They're, they're charitable <laughs> enough that they're like, you know what? I get that as a charity event because we only do it for one day also. They're like, you know what? Cool. Just give me gas money. They're like, give us gas. Yeah. Help us get down there. And then, or per diem, you know, okay. some people need some food from, or some money for food, so they'll mm -hmm. do that. And I'll be like, okay, is like 40 or 50 bucks okay to help out? And they're like, yeah, that's fine, yeah. you know. Um, I get like the one or two cosplayers that are like up there a little bit, and they're kind of like, hey, can you give me $100? And I'm like, sure, that's fine, because you're worth it, you know. Yeah. I don't expect people to do this for nothing. Well, that's nice that you like can see their value and like. I try to do yeah. something, but I was. It's kind of like a give and take. Like, yeah, I want them to understand that you know we're a growing show. We're still a small con, and it's a hard model because it's a cosplay con, but it's also doing it for charity. Mm -hmm. um, most cosplay cons don't survive. Um, they wow. they're usually like a one and done or a two and done, because it is hard to uh, put out there like, okay, this is a cosplay con. Well, everybody knows how to run a comic con. Mm -hmm. But how do you run a cosplay con? Mm -hmm. um, because the moment you start doing stuff that's like Comic Con based, it's not a cosplay con. It's that's a Comic Con. True. Yeah. Now you're just an offshoot of exactly. Yeah. So how do you do a cosplay con? Mm -hmm. And I think we've done a good job at directing our focus on the the panels, the events, the activities, um, even some of the vendors. To uh, you know, people can go do group photo shoots. They can do mm -hmm. game room stuff. They can have. It's more. It's more of what I would say a cosplayer con should be about it's more of where cosplayers are about we like socializing we like making yes. friends we like meeting people we like taking photos yeah. so like we had uh we had a photographer we had several photographers that roam <laughs> around um mm -hmm. we had backdrops we had a videographer we had uh, another guy who does poser pics a uh, gentleman who does that he has like a green screen and he can put almost any backdrop behind you and then you can get it for like 20 bucks, he takes a photo, prints it out right there, and there you go, there's your photo. Yep. Um, so we try to do stuff like, okay, what do cosplayers care about? Mm -hmm. Like, if you go to a Comic-Con, everybody goes to a Comic-Con. Yeah. You know, we normally don't um, try to book vendors that are comic book vendors. Okay, yeah. Um, we'll do it, like, if we have the space, you know, like, okay, you know, maybe one or two, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's more like, okay, do you have, like, collectibles? Okay, I might see where that could fit in, but... It's more of like 
Yeah, I mean, I, clothes. Yeah. Uh, people with art. Yeah. People that do artwork. Yeah. Um, little knickknacks. People that do uh, jewelry. Mm-hmm. People that do makeup. Yeah. That sell makeup. Yeah. Like lip scents or mm-hmm. something like that. Like we'll have people that sell makeup products, and we'll have them there because. Well, that's a big cosplay. You mm-hmm. need makeup. That works really well. So mm-hmm. uh, we had the wig doctor. We gave her a table this last year so she could fix your wigs if you needed help. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, you know, regroom it or something before you go up for the contest. Yeah. Um, people that made, like, plushies. Like, we had a giant, like, five to six foot Pikachu just sitting on the floor <laughs> for, for no reason. Because yeah. the vendor brought it. Yeah. Um, Why not? <laughs> you know, we have things like that. Uh, we get people that have, like like, books and stuff that might be, like geared to, towards something that's really positive. And then we'll have, obviously, all of our cosplayers that are guests because for our con, yeah, I mean, we had my friend Robert, who's a sort of a celebrity for Face Off fans. Mm-hmm. But, again, yeah, he was a guest, but he is from Face Off, so he's makeup-based, gotcha. right? Special yeah, yeah, effects yeah. makeup, which people incorporate into cosplay. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was advantageous to have, and it was a great guy. You mm-hmm. know, he did an amazing panel. Mm-hmm. Um and then you had, uh, you know, all my guests are cosplayers. We don't get the big names. I don't try to get the big names. Would I like to? Yes. I would love to get, like, yeah. maybe one or two big names mm-hmm. just to help pull in more people. Uh, and because the beauty of my convention is that it's so small. Even though it, it's got a lot going on, um, but it is so small that it's personable. Um, Which is nice. If we yeah. get, people you know, a thousand or less in there, it's great because... Let's say you get to me, and we'll throw out just a random name. Let's say Keanu Reeves shows up or something. Okay. And, you know, you go to a, another big convention, there might be a long line. Yeah. You might get five minutes max, and you have to leave. Mm-hmm. At least with my show, if you really wanted to just stand at that table for a half hour or more, as long as the person, if you're not bothering each other or whatever, mm-hmm. you can have a full-blown conversation yeah. and feel like you get to know that person. Mm-hmm. I feel like my convention gives people mm-hmm. the opportunity Indeed. to make more friends. Mm-hmm which is the plus side of it because we got guys and girls that are guests as celebrities for cosplayers and they leave they got a bigger fan base you got more friends Mm -hmm. um we had a couple that we flew out from san jose and that was the only cost they asked for i I explained them the type of show that i ran and i flew them down flew them back and i gave them a a room for the weekend Mm -hmm. like that was my payment to them for hey can y'all do this yeah um, they did an amazing job. Great, great people. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that actually taught how to do the wings, how to do um, the uh, 3D printing and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So it was a uh, phenomenally done work. I mean, they uh, it's ka- for those, I'm just going to do a plug for them. It's Kohalu <laughs> and Lilifay Cosplay. They are an amazing couple. Okay. Um, they've actually had a t- little TV show segments and stuff oh, nice. occasionally yeah. for cosplay-based things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like my show... It grew in a way, like, for me, it feels like I don't deserve the size that it is oh. or the, 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 the caliber that it became. Yeah. Um, no, it's not, like, it's not a big con, you know, but people know it. They know what it is now. It's and a recognizable thing. Yeah, so it's more of, like, a lot of the con is me. Um, I, I just delegate certain things, and a lot of the cost is out of my pocket initially. Um, because I, I'm a fair believer of you need to develop a product first before you go try to ask for money. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they do that where they try to get the investors to try to get all this stuff at the beginning, which is always a great idea. 
Yeah. But if you don't know what to do with that money, then you wasted that person's time. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I try to be professional in the manner of, because I come from club promotion and, and, and concert gotcha. type of stuff. So that was yeah. where I got my start before I started doing all this. Um, <laughs> yeah. And when you do those types of things as a producer or, or a promoter, um, there's a rule that you, you go in to be in a promoter knowing that you're not going to make money. You have to spend the money to make your name. So I use that to basically, this is how I'm doing my show. My convention is I spend the money, get the show the way I think it's going to be marketable. Mm-hmm. For the most part, or just that way, when I go to somebody and say, "Hey, look, we've done this many years. They're successful. Here's all the media for it. Here's the photos from it. Here's the the reviews from it, and etc. etc. etc." And I build this strong package where people go, "Okay, you know what? I can see where there's potential for this." Yeah. yeah. Um, I had somebody this last year. She uh, talked to me right after, and she was like, "Hey, I want to put money into this." There you go. She's like, I want to see this grow. Mm -hmm. She's like, there's so much potential here Mm -hmm. because there is no cosplay cons per se in SoCal. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen where a couple of them have tried to, you know, they try to pop up a little bit here and there around the world in the U.S. But no, it's it's hard. I had to create this model because it's not it's not the kind of business model that you would normally follow for a show. No, that's true. Um, There are some basics, but other things, it's. You have to think about your audience and who you're gearing towards. Like mm-hmm. my first year, I felt bad because I thought we were almost trying to turn it into a Power Morphicon. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. We weren't smart enough and tried to book because Power Rangers were a, still an easy thing to talk to them and, and usually easier to book. And we tried to, and we ended up almost booking like a shit ton of Power Rangers for no reason. And that turned into, I was like, oh my God, no, I'm not supposed to be turning into a Power Morphicon. That's a whole nother yeah, you don't convention wanna, yeah. show that they do every two thing. years. Like, that's not what I want to do. I ended up cutting uh, mm. a lot of the guests yeah. because that's not what my idea was to gear towards. And then I started getting cosplayers. Gotcha. Um, so it was a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to be careful when you're doing that because it can make it look like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So you got to do it smartly. And probably yeah. a lot of people that have been following this since the beginning of the time when I first started this probably didn't <laughs> even know about all that. Yeah. Yeah. See? Secrets. There you go. See? But... Yeah, so I just didn't realize, like, I had a feeling because you're running this whole convention that there was a lot of work to making it happen and putting it together and making sure it flows smoothly. Um, So, I mean, congrats, man. (laughs) It's just exciting that you've gotten this far and that you've been able to see it grow and develop. It's it's your baby. It's growing up. Yeah, it's it's hard, though. Because what people don't think about is like, they're like, oh, well, it's a small show. Because that's what people see when they walk in. They're like, oh, it's a small show. But they're judging it based on the fact that they go to like Comic-Con, WonderCon. Yeah. Big, big cons that have like a lot of money behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have that. Yeah. I don't have big money. I have Navy money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which isn't a lot. Um, You know, and it's hard because when you're active duty... Um, and trying to put a show together, it is extremely hard. Yeah. Because I'm like double hatting almost all day. Um, you know, there's emails that have to be done. Um, there's, there's, you know, times, excuse me, there's times where I might be late on something, trying to get a payment into somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, for a venue or something because, well, I'm, I'm not around or I'm underway or they didn't answer an email or the phones were down or... So it's, it's a tricky thing. I've been lucky this last go around because I've been on the shore uh, shore duty, as okay. they call it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm about to go back out to sea duty. 
So that's the reason why we're not doing next year's show. I went ahead and I'm postponing it until the following year because yeah. um, two well, two things is I'm not going to be around to really focus on it. And usually when you're out to sea, it's hard to get good connectivity for internet to do stuff. And I'm going to be on a whole different time zone for a while. Um, the second is I would, we probably would be able to do it if I was able to have time to train um like some staff people to take over sense. some areas yeah. and people that I knew that could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because like right now I'm an LLC, but I act as a nonprofit because I'm not paying an employee. Yeah. Um, a lot of everything that we make goes back into the show or pays off the bills for the show. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Um, I would like to see at some point down the line where maybe I might, I might go from an LLC to a 501C, mm-hmm. um, figure out how all that works. And then, Maybe uh, down the line, we'll try to find a way to make it where it's like a legitimate business. In my, mm-hmm. I mean, it is a business, but like one of those businesses <laughs> yeah. where it's like, okay, you know what? I can actually pay staff members yeah. to like take over certain things. And it will make my life so much easier because then I can just focus on the product at hand when people can take over a certain area and they come yeah. up to me and say, hey, I got this. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be kind of like that regular like boss job kind of like thing, you know? Okay. I like to have a building somewhere where it's like, like a legit office. office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a legitimate office. Yeah. You know, you have a section for people that are doing, you know, PR stuff with like uh, social media, maybe mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. graphic designs, maybe doing all the that stuff. We got people over here maybe uh, sending out emails to figure out what guests we can get in. Um, you know, maybe we could all come together, figure out how we're going to raise money, make a little packages, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I don't see us being a Comic-Con mm-hmm. ever. And what I mean is not necessarily the scale and the size of Comic-Con. It's more of we're not going to be like Comic-Con because yeah, Comic-Con is Comic-Con. Other things, yeah. I would love nothing more than to be at least the size of the uh, San Diego Trade Center or okay. San Diego Center. Yeah. Kind of like what Comic-Con sort of uses as far as their space in the center. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not as big, but something like that to where it is all cosplay. Yeah. Everything you can think of cosplay. Yeah. That's my, that's like my 10 to 15 year plan. Yeah. Is to be <laughs> really massive size to the point where people want to come down from my show because They'll make the trip. maybe it's the premier cosplay event where you know that it's worthwhile going to. Mm-hmm. That's the goal I have. Yeah. And if it doesn't get to that, I'm okay with that too. You still already affected a lot of lives, impacted a lot of lives. Yeah, I mean... Uh, You've made a name for yourself. We've gotten a chance to give money to a charity. The yeah. charity's obviously using the money um, for a rare disease to, you know... We give uh, positive uh, and, and family environments to people in the community. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm probably one of very few people that run a show that... What I do before my show is I pull everybody into one room. Um, it's not just my staff members. Yeah, I pull my guests, my yeah. vendors, and my staff members all into one room, and it is a mandatory meeting. Mm-hmm. I tell everybody that for every show, I'm like, it's a mandatory meeting. You have to be there. Yeah, and they're like, well, what if? I'm like, I don't want to hear what if. I'm like, it is a mandatory <laughs> meeting. You have yeah. to be there. Yeah, and it is the uh, me being a mama bear. Moment. Of course, it's yeah. a me being a mama bear moment, and mm-hmm. I lay down the law of okay, here's my staff members, here's my people. Here's what they do. Here's their job. Then you go a little bit over to the fact of me telling everybody, you leave the drama at the door. If you have a problem, you find this person, this person, this person. And I tell them all, I'm like, I don't care if you flew out. I didn't care if you drove out. Yeah. If you break any of these rules, this is your one morning. Any major problems, you go home. Yeah. 
because my convention is not going to have those problems. Mm -mm. So yeah, we uh, we set a standard basically. I like that. I like that. So <laughs> I had like a ton of questions prepared for like you actually as a cosplay artist, um, but I'm glad we kind of got into this conversation about like what it is to run a convention and what it is to kind of do all that. So I guess what would uh, what advice or what uh, feedback or what lessons have you learned in being a, a convention creator, a convention owner? And then in part two, we'll get into like the actual art of cosplay. Yeah, so, so if I had to give any advice, it would be uh, know what it is that you're looking to do. If you're trying to run a show or an event of any kind, uh, think about who your audience is and think of your audience. Don't think about how the show will benefit you. Mm -hmm. Don't think about how it's going to benefit your reputation, any of that. Because if you provide a good product that is geared towards uh, your attendees and uh, good customer service, mm -hmm. in the long run, you're going to look great anyway. It makes your reputation and your image look good anyway. Yeah. A lot of people go into this of, I need to make money. It's going to be good. It's going to make mm. me look like this. It's going to make me look like that. And that just comes with it if you do the right thing. Exactly. Don't go into it all for yourself. Go into it for other people. If you're selfless and not selfish, then mm -hmm. you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. This interview will continue in the next episode.